Welcome to the Movie Planet. This week we're talking about 1992's Newsies. With Joe. Look at this. Baby born with two heads. Must be from Brooklyn. And JC. Yeah, look at me, I'm trembling. And Joel. Easy rally, largest in New York. We make it the biggest, loudest, noisiest blowout this town's ever seen. I'm your host, Joe, and with me is the Jack Kelly and David Jacobs to my Joseph Pulitzer. Daisy and Joel, gentlemen. It is good to be reunited again. We are. It's been a long break. It feels so good. Well, JC this week nominated Newsies, so let's just get into this thing. Here's a clip from Newsies. The heartwarming moments. The breathtaking adventures. The unforgettable magic and fun. Come on, come on. The pressures are rolling. Now. Comes Disney's newest movie musical, Newsies. It's the story of newsboys making a living on the streets. Dear me, what is that unpleasant aroma? And making headlines of their own. If we don't act together, then we're not. We don't stick together, we're not. What are we supposed to do to the bumps? Kiss them? So what's it gonna be? Join us. Right. Yeah. And we'll be unstoppable. This spring, get ready for adventure. Get ready for excitement. Wait till I get you back to the refuge. Get ready for pure Disney fun. It's an all-new entertainment event featuring seven new songs from the Academy Award-winning composer of The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. The biggest, noisiest blowout this town's ever seen. And you're invited to come along. Newsies. This week we are discussing the 1992 Disney musical Newsies starring Christian Bale, David Moscow, Bill Pullman, Robert Duvall, Anne-Margaret, Luke Edwards, and many, many others. Um, a little trivia about this film. See, it's big enough, it needs trivia. It is. This movie was made for an estimated $15 million and raked in a cool $2.8 million. This ranked it in the lowest grossing live action films produced by Walt Disney Studios. The movie was a critical and commercial flop upon its initial theatrical release. However, it gathered a cult following after its home video release, eventually made its filming budget back on rentals, and was deemed popular enough to be adapted into a stage musical, which premiered at the Paper Mill Playhouse in New Jersey in 2011. And has been nominated for eight Tony Awards. And wow. other things. Let me... The, the Broadway show has. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to what else it's been nominated for. The musical had music <laughs> and lyrics by Alan Menken, who composed the movie's music as well, and Jack Feldman, the movie's lyricist, and a new book by playwright and actor Harvey Firestein. He's the one that talks like this in all those 80s movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This musical moved to Broadway in March 2012 and closed over two years later. A North American tour also launched in 2014. Now, the film was originally released on April 10th, which would have been Joseph Pulitzer's 145th birthday. Oh, cool. Yeah. This movie was nominated for several awards. 
Picture, supporting actor for Robert Duvall, supporting actress for Anne Margaret, director for Kenny Ortega, and took home the award for original song for High Times, Hard Times. Unfortunately, these awards were, awards were Razzies, and they were the worst of their field. I saw where you're going with that. Yeah. We, and according to... Is it sad when you see the joke before the joke's over? According to Jack Feldman, who war, wrote hard, High Times, Hard Times, we even won a Razzie Award for Worst Song for High Times, Hard Times, which has been cut. Recalls Newsy's lyricist Jack Feldman. I was going to say, that song wasn't in the movie. It was a lousy song, and now I can laugh at it, but the film's failure was heartbreaking. <laughs> it's not a bad movie. Now, it's hard to do, but I checked to see if after this movie, Disney put another live-action musical in theaters. The next one is Into the Woods. Nearly, nearly 20 years later, they stopped. They were like, we're done. They didn't do anything else? No. I scoured. Because I thought High School Musical was released in theaters. It wasn't. It was made for TV. Really? Yeah. And, and see, that's the thing. When I first mentioned this, I didn't even know it had been released to theaters. I knew it had been because that's why I allowed it. I know. Because <laughs> you got to get Joe's permission if you want to do anything. <laughs> I am the producer. Let's be clear. Okay. <laughs> What is your history with movie, JC? So, yeah, like I just said, I never knew it was released to the movies. I thought it was a Disney TV show. I thought it was a TV movie. And the first time it was on, it, w- it had this big premiere thing. I remember the whole thing leading up to it. And I was a kid. I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I was old enough that musicals interested me. Uh, I don't, I, even 92. What are some so, other musicals that was, you liked at the time? Uh, see, that's the thing. Phantom. I think okay. Fa- Phantom and Les Mis were like the two musicals oh, that Les I knew, Mis. especially in 92. So I would have seen both of them by that point. Mm-hmm. Um, had yet to be in any. I would eventually in high school. But in 92, I was still in, in middle school and actually elementary school. But again, it was released in 92. I don't think I saw it. M- must have been a must later. So probably middle school or even high school. It's released on TV. I watch it and I loved it. Like, I remember watching it, and the songs to me were catchy. We have, in in the house I grew up in, there's an upstairs and there's a downstairs. And the upstairs was where the living room was, and so the family watched TV there. But I was kind of an oddball. Like, I like to watch sports. I like to watch uh, action movies and things like that. And my father had his other movies that he liked to watch, his westerns, his... his uh, Snowy River. No. I'm going to assume he introduced you to No, that. my father did not introduce me to Snow oh, really? River. I discovered that one on my own. Okay. Uh, or maybe my mom did. But needless to say, so I think dad was watching the news or something upstairs. And so I'm downstairs in our playroom. So it is just me. And I'm watching this show and I'm loving it. And at one point, like, I remember dancing around our playroom. I was, like, up on... Uh, How the, old were the, you? I don't remember. 92. You're looking at middle school, high school, you said? 92. I would have been nine years old. Yeah. I probably saw this when I was 10 or 11. Okay. So you, wow. Because that was like, wow. You guys had a VCR then? I didn't. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yes. But looking looking back on it, I used to think like, man, we have nothing. My father was a physician, so we probably had some pretty nice stuff. I'm pretty jealous now. (laughs) That was the Eastern time zone. They got, it was earlier. I was in the Eastern time zone. I was in Michigan. Really? <laughs> but uh, but so I watched it. I remember loving it, and then I was like, I I remember telling my mom about it and all this stuff, and she was like, Well, why don't you record it? I'm like, What do you mean? And she oh. was like, It's gonna be on again. And so I recorded it, 
it's another one of those movies, like Man from Snowy River, I swear I probably almost wore that tape out. Mm -hmm. To this day, when I put the disc in, I still have every single word memorized. Mm. And my wife is shocked all the time. She's like, how do you know these words? I'm like, because I watched it so many times as a kid. So, of course, Joe would instantly throw out, well, it's nostalgia. Nope. I watched it this week. I watched it with my son a couple weeks ago. I still love the music. I love the story. I know it's not entirely accurate, but that's the thing. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. This is where I can swallow a bit of hypocrite juice because it is not entirely factual. It's it's stealing little bits from about 50 different newsboy strikes. I wasn't going to hold that against you, by the way. I was not going to. But, people like weird things sometimes. But it is... I love it. And if I was to sum up what I love about it, it is the songs. I still, to this day, remember dancing. And I, I at one point, I remember trying to do the choreography. Like, I had some of the choreography pieces memorized. And I just danced to them down in our little playroom. And I loved it. Oh, my goodness. I loved it. I watched this <laughs> on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw this movie in college. Because when this movie came out, I was more impressed with Aladdin. Okay. Aladdin came out the exact same time. Then Newsies came out. I was like, oh, no, go see Aladdin. So I went to go see Aladdin. That's a good musical. I went to this girl's dorm room, and all of her girlfriends were there, and they were dancing and singing. And see, I was, we would have gotten along well. And I was bored out of my mind. It was the longest 121 minutes I have ever waited before getting <laughs> I, Although, are we sexist for laughing at that? Did no, we just laugh no, you're not. No. <laughs> uh, I didn't touch this movie again until two and a half weeks ago. <laughs> I'm now proud of myself. I'm so proud of and myself. And again, based on a recommendation, <laughs> I spent... Three dollars and ninety nine cents. Twice you did it. Tw you didn't have to do it the second time. I'll get there. <laughs> Three dollars and ninety nine cents. I spent the first time. I watched it critically. I came up with certain opinions about certain things, <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I'm not getting the joy I'm supposed to be getting from this. I need to turn off the critical brain and just go dumb fun. <laughs> and I spent an additional three dollars and ninety nine cents. To watch this movie in a way I did not want to watch this movie. <laughs> and even so, with 14 days in between, this is the worst thing I've ever watched. No I would way. rather watch Man from Snowy River on a loop on a desert <laughs> island in black and white no than this tub of bullshit. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Joe. <laughs> the only redeeming part was seeing Anne Margaret as a hooker in a Disney movie. Yeah, and do they not ID at that bar? <laughs> <laughs> so, gotta miss the 1890s, man. <laughs> so, that's my history with the movie. Uh, <laughs> are you ready for a synopsis? 
Yeah. No. All right. I get, let's, to, I get to relive it again. Let's get into this. One more time. <laughs> 17 year old Jack Cowboy Kelly is one of hundreds of homeless, struggling newsboys selling newspapers in 1890s New York City to support themselves and their families. They're starving, right? Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, if they're homeless, they're probably not getting so, a lot of food. Out there sleeping on statues. No, because they make money from selling the newspaper, so they probably buy food during the day. Right. Or the house that's set up for them, which is usually paid by Pulitzer, probably supplies three meals a day. So, no, I'm not going to say they're starving. Well, I'm sorry, but if you're the only one providing for your family, you're probably not getting too much food. Probably not. No. Yeah. Which doesn't explain how they have so much energy to dance on every fucking number. Well, uh, Jack oh, and his fellow on. newsies if, sell if for it, Joseph Pulitzer's New York World on the streets of Manhattan. The you po- can't the, start ripping apart musical things because... Oh, the fuck I can't! In every, no, here's my point. If you are going to pick on this for musical things, then you need to pick on Phantom for musical things. I can pick on Phantom in so a movie that, for movie musical things. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If it's just making fun of musicals, don't pick on Newsies just because you're making fun of musicals. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. There's musicals and there's, hey, every single number has the same have, has almost the same choreography because look over here, don't look at the story. That's what that is. But it's a Disney movie. It's a good story. It's, it's a good kids. choreography. It is not a good story. It is. No, it's not. There is a lot of issues with what is on the screen here. But you're the decider. Sti- but it's still you deciding. Yeah, I like that decider. Well, that's why it is. It's an opinion show. This is my opinion. That's your opinion. And I'm here. You can't sit there and persuade me otherwise because I spent seven fucking dollars on this show. And I don't remember a fucking song because they're not memorable. Round up, it's closer to eight. That's (laughs) math teacher. (laughs) (laughs) We're going over estimation. Outrageous. I will repeal it. We're rounding in class right now, so it's a big deal. (laughs) How about this? I'm going to do you a favor. That sounded so condescending as soon as I said it. Because suddenly all of the shouting is doing me a favor. No, I'm going to do you a favor. I am only. I am not going to give my opinion whatsoever on this. I'm oh, gonna, bullshit. No, no, no. You just said that you need, you're you entitled to your opinion. Don't step back because you think you're hurting somebody's feelings. But here's the thing. I have a feeling I'm in the minority here. And therefore, I'm going to read this. And you tell <laughs> you tell me what you, as I'm reading this, you give your explanations, your opinions as to what you think. Fair? Or we just do what we've always done. Okay, get ready for it. Uh <laughs> I love how he thinks he's going to hurt my feelings or he's not going to upset me. <laughs> the boys hit the streets each morning, get breakfast from nuns, and head toward the paper distribution center singing Carrying the Banner. Which yeah. if, I have, if I have the song playing in my head right I now. I bet, and because it's if, you awesome. hear, if you have the subtitles there, you can understand what they're saying. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, what? Because no one else understands what they're singing because you have a thousand boys singing New Yorkese. That was a thick accent in the late 1800s, huh? <laughs> uh, there was a historical guy called uh, Kid Blind or Blind yeah, Kid? Yeah, Kid Blind. Kid no, Blind. Blink. Blink Kid. Kid Blink. Kid that's Blink. it. And literally, the entire interview that was written about him in one of the New York newspapers is written phonetically. His accent was that thick. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, is it Race? The one character with the blue hat. He's a main character, but he's not David and he's not Jack. He's supposed to be Kid Blink, though. Yeah, he is Kid Blink. Yeah. It's not Spike, though. It's not the guy from Brooklyn. I thought that no, they wait, actually I'm had sorry. a kid named Kid Blink. 
No, they don't, but Spike is supposed to be Kid Blink. Okay. And he has a very thick Brooklyn accent. I take that back. Okay. And so that was kind of cool. That's a cool bit of information, too, because that's a character that was instrumental in, in real life. In the actual realistic one, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, one morning, Jack meets... In a fine life, in a better to it all. <laughs> Here's a bunch of lines that don't line a up together. This is more made for Broadway than anything else. (laughs) One morning, Jack meets David Davy Jacobs, played by David Moscow, who has joined the Newsies with his younger brother, Les. Who, for the longest time, I thought David Moscow was McDreamy. But I didn't realize they're two different people. Oh. I remember thinking as a kid that they were two that it was the same guy, but I was trying uh, to put him together. I was like, God, who is that kid? Yeah, I thought it was McDreamy. It's not also looks like Kirk Cameron. Oh, what? What? <laughs> From Growing Pains? Did you watch the movie? <laughs> Jack Wednesday. <laughs> Try to. <laughs> Jack notices that David is smart and well-spoken. Well, as well-spoken as you know he could get. And Les has a certain marketable cuteness because he's a kid and you exploit. So suggest a in partner. In the 1890s, yes. Well, okay. So suggest a <laughs> partnership in order to sell more papers and earn more money. Uh, Jack teaches the boys how to sell papers quickly and efficiently. David is shocked to learn Jack makes up headlines to make them more exciting, but Jack doesn't see it as a problem. Which, you know, yeah. I understand that. Realistic kid stuff. All right, yeah. let's put a pause on this, and one of you try to tell me how this guy doesn't look like Kirk Cameron in these pictures. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, I'm seeing it now. I'm seeing it now. Adult David Moscow, Yes. All right, yeah, adult, not the kid version. Got the same receding hairline. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right, you're wrong. Let's keep going. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Jack has a run-in with the sketchy Snyder on the street. Flees along with David and Les to... Foreshadowing. Clearly, we should be scared of this guy. We should, because later he's going to try to rape somebody. Uh, What? The millions of things you find in a Disney film from 1992. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the, I will learn something, the, considering how many times I've watched this The movie. dark Disney <laughs> era. Okay. Jack has a run-in with the sketchy Snyder on the street, flees along with David and Les to Irving Hall, an entertainment hall owned by a friend of Jack's father, Meta Larkson, played by Anne Margaret. The a, Swedish Meta A vaudeville star, who also probably moonlights as a hooker. Who performs in the hall? That's a lot of judging. I'm she, sorry. She did you see cute, her? Yeah. She's a whore. Yeah, but I didn't know that as a kid, but I still like to watch her. Yeah, then you knew it as a kid. <laughs> or I just thought she was very attractive. And Margaret, that woman's ageless. Oh, man. She's like Sophia Loren, the American I'm version. I'm picturing the swing. Yeah, all those boys are, too. <laughs> yeah. In a Disney movie. Uh, <laughs> you think the uh, Dumbo remake's going to have the witty racist crows that the horse I'm have? guessing not. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> and next is Song of the South. <laughs> Did this just get compared to Song of the South? <laughs> I'm like, hold on a sec. We're lining everything up now. No, I'm like, that's bullshit. That's not a fair comparison. Um... After leaving, they witness a particularly violent segment of the trolley strike. Maybe we'll finally have a good headline, Dave. (laughs) Why wouldn't they? They make them up anyway. How else do you sell things as a kid? Well, then they shouldn't worry about, maybe we get a better headline. Um, Wow. 
Cynical. No. Plot hole. <laughs> Disney 1992. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Dark Ages. <laughs> to escape the rioting, David invites Jack home to meet his family, including sister, Sarah, with whom Aww. Jack becomes enamored. Me too. Yeah. It's kind of funny how by the end they're making out like adults. Of course, then again, Christian Bale was 17 when he made this Rachel. and was pissed off the whole time. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. In fact, the producers actually said that during one of the musical numbers, he was so pissed off because when he auditioned, they said, is that it? And we saw early Christian Bale meltdown in front of the directors then, saying, I've been working on this for a year. What do you mean, is that it? To this day, Christian Bale has gone back and said he hates this movie. Huh. Yeah. I like him in it. I hate him in this. He can't sing. His Santa Fe is atrocious. I, I will I will say his singing is probably the weakest. It is to me, it's Russell Crowe and Les Mis. Which he wasn't as bad as I thought, but Russell Crowe is the weakest in Les Mis. Okay. I give you that. And I'll say this, he's the weakest. He's not awful, he's the yeah. weakest. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He wasn't that bad. Um <laughs> I'm saying like <laughs> <laughs> for everyone to be like, yeah, but Russell Crowe sucks. And then you get through the movie, it's like, okay, well, I was able to finish the movie. Okay, but I can fish it in the background. Yeah, but I'm j- I was literally agreeing with what you guys just said. <laughs> he was the weakest. He was not terrible. And I was like, yeah, it wasn't, he wasn't that bad. And you're like, what did you say? <laughs> I said what you said. We're at two hours and 11 minutes. <laughs> the tempers are I, high. I <laughs> love that Newsies is longer than A New Hope. Continue, Jack. <laughs> And Too bad his name's Francis. <laughs> Dude, that was fucking brilliant. <laughs> okay. Uh, one, okay. <laughs> Jack notices that David is smart and well-spoken and less has... I just read that. Okay, after leaving, they... I did that, too. <laughs> Sorry, it just feels like sometimes when you see something or read something over and over again, it's not for- rememberable. You don't and then know. Robert Duvall's like, you can't do that. And they're like, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the movie, isn't it? <laughs> Coming next week. <laughs> That's the whole movie. Joking, no. That is the whole movie. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. Yes or no? <laughs> no, there's a dynamic no, of no, like, not, is he a, not the whole movie. They're like, is he a criminal? Is he an orphan? Can he be trusted with our daughter? Does anyone give a shit? It well, was. Well, now you're getting into people's opinions. No, it's not a character no, no one gives a shit about. Just your then opinion, why do I yeah. give a shit about him? If Nostalgia. it's a Nostalgia. No, but I just saw it today. No, I saw it when Nostalgia's not just remembering. It's feeling the same way you felt when you were that age when you watched it. It's so okay. As an adult, if you watch this, it's a piece of shit. I promise if we okay. get through this, I will share my new opinion on the movie that <laughs> okay, I watched we Wednesday. I'm going to fly through this motherfucker. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, where am I? <laughs> to escape the rioting, David invites Jack home to meet his family, including sister Sarah, with whom Jack becomes enamored. Declining to spend the night, Jack sings of his desire to escape to Santa Fe. It is a good song, and I like the horse, but it was a pretty horse. Mm, great. You like horse movies. I'm figuring that out. What, I, what can I say? This this was the one part where the horse came around the corner. Like, what just what just happened? Yeah, <laughs> a horse just shows up in the middle of New York. Disney with That's, a wand. It's yeah. the 1890s. Horses would have been everywhere. That's fair. Yet you don't see them very much anywhere except for pulling a cart. 
This is just look, a random horse walking by. Look at pictures of Why isn't it tied up to something? Musicals because are was, silly. The owner was right there. He took it from the owner. and the, you So, the okay, guy. he takes it from the owner, and the Oof. owner doesn't do anything? It's a fucking horse. It's a piece of property. You just stole a goddamn horse. God damn it, Batman. <laughs> what the hell? Where's your fucking Batmobile? Well, I believe in this movie we have proven that the police were not the strongest in New York in, 19, <laughs> in 1890. <laughs> Where are the police in this? They're never where they're supposed to be. Well, there's newspapers. They're dealing with the Charlie strike because the Charlie strike drags on for its third week. Charlie died. Charlie Day. Were there newspaper tycoons in this? Yeah. Oh, there were. William William Randolph Hearst and Joseph Pulitzer. This is something straight out of Monopoly. Let's pick up there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where are we? As newspaper tycoons. Guess you're reading now. Go. Go ahead, Joel. As newspaper tycoons Pulitzer and William Randolph Hearst become more wealthy, their greed begins to spiral. To outdo Hearst, Pulitzer, our friend Robert <laughs> Duvall, inflates, <Phoning> it in. <laughs> inflates Newsies' paper prices. The Newsies find out the next morning and are not happy. Angered at Pulitzer for taking money from them, though he's already immensely rich and wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing he's lacking is a monocle. Jack and David. He's the Monopoly he man. He's the no, Monopoly he had, man. He had regular glasses. He just had a sweet mustache. Bad guys have mustaches. Angered at Pulitzer <laughs> for ma- taking money from them. And though, a long beard. <laughs> though he is already immensely rich, Jack and David organize a strike along with the other outraged newsies who all fear they will not be able to bear the additional cost. Jack. Okay, do I need to stop? No, no, just keep okay. going. Because that's good. It is the good. sooner you get through this, the sooner we can get through it. <laughs> Jack and Les confront Pulitzer personally, and the rest of the newsies deliver the news of the strike to the other boroughs of the city, hoping they will join the cause. I did really like this scene. Yeah. I like them going to the other just fast-talking, witty toddlers that somehow had the freedom to have their own boats and cars. <laughs> <laughs> There were no boats and cars. They're like, we have nothing, but we got this real nice slingshot. Give me these marbles. Got you a real nice shooter. Bing, ting, can. Hey, glass. let's go sell some papes. I love it. <laughs> I just, I love just the, yeah, yeah, I'll think about it. You you know, you're a smart guy. You're a smart guy. You're calling me a smart guy. Let's see how smart your ideas are. Okay, smart guy? For was... children come first. <laughs> <laughs> and so a reporter... Uh, <laughs> Dang it. I was trying to think of Bill Pullman's name from Spaceballs. <laughs> Lone Star. Yeah, the reporter Lone Star, Brian Denton, catches wind of the commotion and approaches David to inquire about the strike. I could have used more Brian Denton in this movie. Meanwhile, Jack and Les are promptly thrown out of Pulitzer's quarters. Denton takes an interest in the boys' story and takes them to lunch, telling them to keep them informed of their progress. Jack, David, and Boots take the cause to Brooklyn's notorious newsie, Spot Conley. That's who I'm talking about. Spot is reluctant, yeah, with the slingshot. They give him marbles. (laughs) Um, Also, Boots. Yeah. What else is he in? I remembered it yesterday, but I'm blanking on it right now. Boots, Bootsy Collins, Parliament Funkadelic. Boots, Newsies. (laughs) He is... He is in something. Okay. While you're looking for this, Bill Pullman. What about him? Thoughts? I thought he was good in this movie. I thought he played a really good character. I thought what I liked about it, and I think you're sort of touching on it, as an adult, you don't appreciate this movie. And maybe I do because when you watch it from a kid's perspective, what would you do if you were a kid going through the same thing? 
Like, what would you, you would want somebody to take care of you? So you have this reporter. You would want your friends to work with you. Otherwise, you're by yourself. You would want to see what a family is like. You would want to be able to make it on your own. You would want to ride a horse if you live in a city. Like, everything you would want to do as a kid, you get to watch Jack do. Mm-hmm. And Jack is more or less living what kids want to live. But the problem is, he's not actually a kid. Because he only eats with whatever he makes. So it's that sort of sad story of child labor. They don't get to be kids. They don't get to play. They don't get to have fun. They have to live a real life. And that's sad. I did see this as kind of an opposite world, real life. Peter Pan type situation of just the children, ro- yeah, children just oh, like roaming the street. That's interesting. I like that. And yeah. that's, that's the part of it that I kind of liked. It was like, none of this would happen. But it was it was well, the know, musical part didn't happen, but the actual kid riots did happen. Right. There were 12 of them. Yeah, I but don't like, think they protested by singing and dancing in front of Pulitzer's. <laughs> but and Mr. Music over here doesn't like it, but I genuinely like the song. So they're catchy and repetitive. That's so I can remember them. But then you don't like half of the music I like, so we're going to kind of let that one be where it is. So I got stuck on Boots. <laughs> I don't need to talk at all. He's got me pinned. <laughs> boots? <laughs> Their si- sidekick, there really doesn't get much of a talking part, except for to give the shooter to the other ta- fast-talking kid, was one of the teachers in the Lizzie McGuire. Again, child of the 2000s. I was going to say, Millennium. He was <laughs> Dion and Smart Guy. So if anyone else out there is under 26 years old... <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he was familiar to me. <laughs> so Spot was reluctant to join, feeling the Manhattan Newsies aren't truly committed. But once back in Manhattan... Well, he thought they were cowards. He wanted cowards. to see, would you actually run whenever somebody came at you with a club? That was pretty intense. <laughs> which, as a kid... Another Disney staple. Which, <laughs> Beatings. Which, which, as a kid... Which, as a kid, do you want to be seen as a coward? No. So you're watching these these kids you're relating to them and you're like oh would they be cowards and so now you don't know the first time you watch it are they going to be cowards and when you first see them go up against a group they actually look like they're going to be cowards so and once they reach manhattan jack relays this to the other newsies who are crestfallen and fear the strike won't (laughs) be successful (laughs) without brooklyn's aid a group of boys strike until they have better pay at this, David riles up the newsboys. Song Seize the Day. I think that one's my favorite in the entire musical. I, I do. Open the Gates and Seize the Day. I really, really like that song. Plus, I like the dancing in that one. That was the one I do remember jumping because there was a statue that they used in one of the choreogra- choreographic numbers. And we had an, uh, a furnace in our downstairs. And I remember trying to jump up around the furnace the same way that they were choreographed. <laughs> 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 For those that are just listening, Joe got up and walked away because I think he <laughs> cannot take how much I like this movie, and it's hurting him inside. <laughs> he really can't take how much I enjoy this. <laughs> with, their, with their confidence boosted, they ambush the stand and destroy all the papers in protest. Crutchy, whose nickname reflects his permanently injured leg, struggles to escape and is also just like every stereotypical Disney sidekick ever that was created and then put <laughs> onto screen. <laughs> Struggles to escape and is taken hostage by the Delancey brothers. Jack and David, I don't like those guys. Jack and David vow to rescue him and go to their refuge that evening where Jack locates Crutchy and discovers he was so badly beaten he can no longer walk on his own. 
which foils their rescue mission. Wasn't he already? Didn't he already have crutches? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take this guy that can't walk, and we're gonna beat him so he still can't walk, but it's gonna be a little more uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> At least they're practical. They are like, we don't want to cripple two of your guys. Crutches are expensive, and they just raised the price of your newspapers. <laughs> the next morning, the newsies. Like it's like a one-man show right now. Just keep going, buddy. Keep going. <laughs> the next morning, the newsies, still bitter from the previous day's trials, try to ward off scabs purchasing papers to sell. The struggle turns violent. Turns out to be a trap by the Delanceys, causes the police to join. There they are. And the violence escalates. Just as the Newsies are about to be beaten down, Spot Conlon, Con, Conlon, 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 arrive with the Brooklyn Newsies. <laughs> United, the two groups overtake the police. Wow. And Denton. You're a fucking choir boy compared to me. I'm a choir boy. Gosh. Disney's the reason that we have such distrust of the police now. <laughs> Just go out in the streets, kids. Don't go to school. <laughs> anyway, and Denton is on the scene to snap a victory photograph for his story. Anything, Dad? I love it. I love it all. On a serious note, <clears throat> I know this movie is made for kids. Okay. Uh, there is a more, I want to say... There's a better way to present a protest that meant to a, meant a lot to a lot of people than the happy-go-lucky way they put it in the film. True. I will concede that point. And I think that's one of my biggest issues with this film is that all the it's, songs it's are very happy-go-lucky, happy but it's not reflective of the situation that they're all in. I understand that. And maybe, I mean, I know that that's one of the reasons why I, I sat there and was like, you know, I feel, I feel bad for the situation there, but boy, you look like you're having a good time in front of Pulitzer's office. Well, so you could almost look at it as they know the reality is sad, and so they're using the songs to lift themselves up. But what I'm saying is that the story itself could have used for something a little bit more militant in those. You know who should have sung? A sad, sombering song. Crutch. Bill Pullman. Or Crutchy. I was thinking yeah. Bill Pullman. Yeah, did, Bill Pul did Bill Pullman sing He does at all? not sing at no, all. No, he dances with the boys, though. Oh, wait, he does sing in uh, King, mm -hmm. when, I, when I'm King. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, well, he does. No, yeah, now I'm King. He does sing. We will get to that Yeah, because he stands on a table and does his thing. It's not King of New York, is it? King yeah, of New York, yeah. Is. Speaking of which, <laughs> the Newsies joyfully recount the events at a nearby restaurant. Denton enters with a newspaper where the Newsies are headed. The headlining story. How about the, that? I'm the king of New York. Hey, I remember that one. <laughs> the boys begin to dream of what well, they I'll can I'll ask you in two weeks if you can rename that tune. I'll have to watch it. <laughs> I will. I know you will. What they can achieve now that they've made the front page of the paper. The king of New York. In order to capitalize on the victory, they hold a newsy rally at Meta's dance hall. The what? Swedish Meta. Let's hang out with a hoe. Really? <laughs> A sea full of toddlers at a burlesque show. <laughs> Pulitzer learns of the Newsies' intentions and devises to break it up, although he has no legal rights to do so. Warren Snyder steps in and relays Pulitzer. Relays to Pulitzer that Jack is an escaped convict, quotes, from the refuge, and that is enough to cause this to stop the rally. Jack discovers the police are trailing him after Snyder drops by the newsboy's lodging house and opts to spend the night at David's fire escape to throw them off. 
In the morning, David's sister Sarah notices Jack and prepares breakfast for him, which they share on the roof. That whole scene didn't take place after the burlesque show. Oh. That whole scene on the the catwalk and everything, that's much that's before. before. You're right. Yeah. They uh there were some things swapped. Way to go, Wikipedia. There, yeah, they flop, flip, flippity flop some Because as I was hearing it, I was like, wait a second. Yeah, that didn't happen. I recall him hang- stalking her outside her window that long happened before on then. A, that happened in Spaceballs, too. Yes, it did. Yeah. Come on, Internet. <laughs> we don't want to work. I guess the Internet doesn't give a shit about this movie either. <laughs> Ass. <laughs> Might be right. No. David's sister Sarah notices, prepares breakfast, and Jack tells her about this Santa Fe dream and wonders aloud if Sarah would care if he left. Now, this Sarah doesn't. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Different spelling. <laughs> the rally goes off. High times, hard times. If you're following along with the soundtrack at home, a success until the police barge in unannounced, as I they so typically the do. Wow. Also, <laughs> the police were pretty vicious, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> just thumping kids <laughs> across the temple. Th- th- this was, yeah. <laughs> It again, you have action not matching the tone of the songs. This is Bowles back before football players wore helmets. <laughs> <laughs> Kid safety was really not fit first. That, they they were about CTE. There was, there was there was no sawdust on playgrounds, man. One kid has a <laughs> one kid has a cigar in his mouth for this entire movie. Yep. Um, God. Wasn't it Doogie Howard's friend, Max Casella? Yes, it was. Yes. yes. Oh, and we pick up here. Racetrack. That was his name, Racetrack. Yeah. Boys are mercilessly beaten. <laughs> and though the Newsies try to protect Jack, he is captured, knocked out, and taken hostage by a sea of adults who are stronger than them. Why did Disney <laughs> think this was a good idea? Kidnapping now? <laughs> and Lone Star's like, no, stop. <laughs> He's like, I'm not swinging at the police. And the other newsies with no leader are arrested and taken to court where they are they don't care. They just they have the confidence of someone who's already been to jail. <laughs> like five dollars, we don't have that fat boy. <laughs> and <they're> like, <laughs> and you're reading f- you're reading synopses from now on. <laughs> Your general news and synopses. <laughs> they're fine. Five whole dollars. A fee That's a lot back That's then. That's a lot back it is. then. A fee none of them can afford, and they just laugh in the judge's face in his mutton chops. Ditton steps in, pays all of their fees. As the case proceeds, they discover... Which that's a little hard to believe, because uh-huh. there is no way he could have afforded all of that. But no. still, moving on. They yeah, discover... Let's overlook these do- little things. Who doesn't love a MacGuffin here and there? <laughs> That's not a MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We've, we've hit the trifecta. Beige, MacGuffin, and Aladdin have been mentioned in this podcast. Okay. Maybe I, maybe I should call it a MacGyver. Gosh, there's just a... I'm just going to play on the soundboard. What's happening? We've hit the deliria of the podcast. As the case proceeds, they discover that Jack has actually been lying about their identity. Is, are any of their names real? Nope. So why are they mad at Jack? <laughs> Who's Jack? <laughs> Who's your name? Boots, your name's really Donald? Oh, I don't know. Here's what walk. I don't get. Your parents didn't name you Boots? 
These are all kids who are on hard times. Are they really surprised that one of them is lying? But it's not to them. Have the you first have lie. you ever had that friend of yours that you always looked up to? You always thought it was the cool kid, and maybe I did. Maybe I had that friend. And when you find out that that friend maybe is only friends with you because of something you can do or because right. of some way you can help him, then you feel like, holy shit, that friend lied to me. But that whole time you've been friends with him, you haven't cared, you've stuck up for him. And that's kind of what I felt when this was going on. When we get to the end where we're sharing our opinions, because I know we're all holding them back right now, remind me to talk about, about the betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> this kid... Uh, I haven't left Snyder, this baseball. <laughs> Snyder, who happens to be a f- happens to be a friend of the judge, testifies against Jack, revealing that Jack's real name is Francis Sullivan. His mother is deceased, and his father is incarcerated. Jack is sentenced to so, four. So he he went from Irish to Irish. Okay. <laughs> Francis Sullivan. Jack is Jack Francis is sentenced to four years of rehabilitation in the refuge and taken to Pulitzer's private office where the other Newsies meet with Denton, who, is regret- who regretfully informs the Newsies that he was demoted from a strike reporter to his old job as a war correspondent. The Newsies are heartbroken and angry, now believing that no one will tell their story. Meanwhile, Pulitzer strikes a deal with Jack, offering, wave- offering to waive a sentence and to pay him a salary if, jer- if Jack works... <laughs> If Freudian Jack whacks <laughs> Freudian slip there. <laughs> Jack works. If y'all can't see me at home, but I am following along with my finger like one of my students. <laughs> because I'm from reading words. Jack works for him as a scab. Jack feels he has no choice, complies after Pulitzer threatens to arrest David and the other newsies, but also says he's looking out for himself in the dream. I've all I've recently read a book that I was able to like make some connections to of oh. being like this is. I'm gonna wait. I'll wait. Outside Pulitzer's <laughs> quarters, David and the other newsies wait for Jack to release. Wait for Jack's release to attempt an escape, but Jack makes them leave, knowing he'll endanger their welfare. Santa Fe again. What a sweet guy. Good guy. Real team player. Yeah. The next day, Jack shows up on the streets as a scab, and the newsies are horrified to the point of anger and violence. The Delancey brothers, jerks, looking for trouble, <laughs> tell Jack that they're going to attack David. You know what, though? No. I don't like the Delancey brothers. And in every movie, I have these people. I'm like, I hate these people. I wish they weren't in the movie. And the Delancey brothers really aren't in much of this movie. That's what I like about this movie. They took the bad guy, enough for me to hate them. And then when I was like, I don't want to see their faces, they got rid of them for like an hour and 15 minutes and then brought them back. And I was like, oh, yeah, those guys. I don't need them a lot. I don't need them in part of the storyline, but I need someone to hate in this movie because no one can hate Robert Duvall. (laughs) (laughs) So they're looking for trouble. Unless you watch Gods and Generals. (laughs) So... (laughs) So they're going to Jack David because Jack is under Pulitzer's watch. He can't interfere. The Delanceys instead go after Sarah and Les... David tries to save them, but is badly beaten, which is an intense scene, if you ask me. Jack uh-huh. witnesses the events and steps in to ward off the Delanceys, though he knows he will be returned to the refuge for doing so, breaking parole. You hear that? Any Browns receiver listening to this? <laughs> there are rules. <laughs> it's getting personal. Obey your parole. 
they're not that bad of a team. Just show up and do your job. <laughs> After I'm a the drunk Lance- pimp. <laughs> what was that one? I'm a drunk pimp. <laughs> so, after the Lancy brothers flee, David, Sarah, and Les find Denton, where they learn that the strike has not proved as effective as they'd hoped. The city thrives on labor for businesses to function, therefore caring a little for the protecting, protesting of a few hundred newsboys. Protesting. At this news, David and Jack realize they must recruit not only the newsies, but all the child laborers in Manhattan. They turn the tables on Pulitzer, print their newspaper using Pulitzer's old printing press, which I like that scene too, which Jack now has access to in Pulitzer's basement, which again, just a stretch, but it's a children's movie. Once and for all. <laughs> they distribute the newsy, because there has to have been some dust. Where were they find the ink? <laughs> Anyways, they distribute the newsy banter to every working child in New York. As laborers begin to discuss the injustices, they join in the newsy center of in the center of town, leaving the city's workforce at a standstill. I feel like there was like 45 minutes in between that where I started making dinner and doing the dishes. There, there was. There, don't worry. They were just you know, tumbling. They were tumbling. I like this movie a lot. And Jack and David confront Pulitzer, who eventually gives into the news. Teachers will understand. He's having a lot of problems right now, personally, by what's happening with all this happy dancing outside of his place. Yes. Yes. He, he cannot process what's happening. So... Too many emotions. Yes. They distribute the newsy. There's too much joy outside. Stop it. Stop you. So, Jack, <laughs> when they p- confront him, he gives in to the newsy's demands, releasing that he was duped after implementing a citywide printing ban on strike matters, which the boys easily defied. Crutchy, that cripple Crutchy, <laughs> and all others who were captured and released from the refuge. It's like that scene. What is it? Is it Star? Is it a Star Wars Family Guy, or it's some flashback in Family Guy where there are people that are beating Joe's legs? Yes, yes. And Joe yes. is already paralyzed, <laughs> but they chose to beat Joe's legs instead. Why creepy? Why remind him? Because he's Sn- the one you can catch. And Snyder is arrested for keeping the refuge a secret from the government. There they are, and for mistreating its tenants. And Denton pulls... Oh, that's why I got arrested. I was confused. That's okay. You're not a kid. Imagine what they felt. (laughs) (laughs) And Denton pulls Jack aside, tells him that the governor, Theodore Roosevelt, has got... We're going to get there, Theodore Roosevelt. Enter Teddy! (laughs) Grateful, Jack brought it to his attention and offers to To give Jack a ride. Thank you. Anywhere. Anywhere. Take your sister on a ride. And Jack requests to be taken to the train yards to catch a train to Santa Fe. The newsies devastated to see him leaving. Jack returns, though, in Roosevelt's carriage. Roosevelt is convinced. Roosevelt has convinced Jack. There's no comma there. Roosevelt is convinced. (laughs) Jack. (laughs) Roosevelt has convinced Jack he has much to live for in New York City. This last sentence is the... This is a nutshell of this podcast. We have two sentences, and it is taking me 30 minutes (laughs) to read something. Roosevelt has convinced Jack that he has much to live for in New York City. As the Newsies celebrate his return, Sarah catches up to Jack and they kiss. Aww. The Newsies celebrate. That's not a kiss. That's, that's some tongue in there. Spot. Well, he was 17. Spot. <laughs> they could drink back then. Spot riding with Roosevelt <laughs> in his carriage back to Brooklyn. <laughs> Movie report card. Guys? Well, uh, I give it a B. Wait, what? Yeah. 
I mean, if it's in the musical genre, it's not up there with Phantom and Les Mis. Those are my A's, so I can't put it up there. But it's a, it's a B. I genuinely enjoy it. I'm not going to sit here and say there aren't plot holes. I'm not going to sit here and say everything about the movie is perfect. That would be bullshit. But it is a good movie. It is genuinely entertaining to me. So if you guys want to throw nostalgia back in my face, that's fine. But it's still a B to me. Joel? Well, you're next in line. Would you like me to go? <laughs> no, I'll go. I'm going to give it a D minus. D minus. I'm going to give it a D minus. And Strong. I'm giving it points for choreography with all those kids. That's fair. I'll give you, I'll say this. Directing children is one of the hardest things I've heard directors have to deal with. And there's nothing but in this film. So you have to be careful as to how you're doing it. And as, when it comes to choreography, well done. There's only a couple directors I can think of that can actually get kids to act well in a movie. Spielberg is one of them. Spielberg can get kids to act well in a movie. There's a lot of, I, I, in my opinion, there's a lot of acting issues in this, and the songs don't match the tone of what they're trying to do. I think this movie was hindered by the fact that it wasn't the play you were watching. You were watching a movie. And so when they tried to expand what you're doing there, you can see it working better on a stage than it can in a movie. Uh, when they stand in front and they all sing together like this, that's a Broadway moment. That's not a movie moment. So then you're just you're picking on this for then all Broadway musicals that have been made in the movies because they've all done the same thing. The only the only Broadway musical that was turned into a movie that didn't do what you just described, which I would say is probably one of the best, is the recent Les Mis. But which the, I didn't like. But the old uh, or the the Phantom of the Opera that was made into which a movie, I didn't like. So, so that's what I'm saying. So then your issue isn't with Newsies. It's with the mu- no, musical film I'm talking about Newsies. No, I'm talking about Newsies because I do like certain musicals out there because I think that they do better things. I would put Phantom above this movie. I'm also... Oh, I'm not I put Les Mis over this movie. I am not going to stand here and say this is the best musical. I, I'm not saying I know that you're not. I know no. you're not saying... But I think we can agree that those movies are a different echelon. Yeah. And because of that, I have to lower it down because... Again, there are things that don't work in this movie for children today. Yeah. Perhaps I had a problem communicating that better. Sure. Would you agree? At this point, we'll just say yes so we can get it over with. Go, Joel. I wonder if I would have liked this movie as much if I didn't know who Batman was. <laughs> <laughs> because I watched this movie. You're like, oh, look at little Christian Bale. Why doesn't he ever show his teeth? It's kind of a thing he does. Yep. Um, he has the same expressions when he was 17 as he does now. He does. In the same just bitter orphanage. Yes. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a... I kept going back between C and C+. Because my, I think my baseline C is that I would watch it again. Okay. So you would watch this again? I would watch it again. All right. And I kind of want to watch it again. Because I I don't know I might have been in and out the first time I was watching it because I was I don't know doing schoolwork and it was kind of halfway doing it so I can't say that I was confused by the storyline because of the storyline because that's my fault for getting up and unloading the dishwasher <laughs> or being like oh I forgot something in my car going downstairs and be like oh crap I got to rewind that again yeah um so I don't know for for my mindset of what thinking. In my mind, I was watching this on the Disney Channel as a kid. I never watched the story anyways. It was more for 
the movement, the colors, the funny talking. It entertained me enough. It was long. It 121 long. minutes. That's a two an hour, two hour and one minute movie. It was long. Um, but I do I like musicals. I liked this, and I liked the I wish they could have focused more on the dynamic of just who whatever his name was. Jack. Jack. Um, of the orphan aspect and then him trying to fit in here. And that's what I did like about it. I liked that it, it has the different dimensions of, well, he has nobody. And so you get to see him around a family and you kind of see how his mind unwinds. Like, I've never had this. And so, of course, he acts the way he does and enjoys the fact that people, the kids, look up to him and takes care of people because he never had anyone to take care of him. He's the role model. He is. And I love that part of the movie, and I like that at one point he just gets pissed off, and he's like, I've never had money in my pocket. I don't have this much money. I've never had this much money. It's okay to take care of myself at this point in my life. And so I love that part of the movie of, like, oh, has he sold out? And he's realizing that, I don't know, he's second-guessing, like, who he was growing up, and he's kind of feeling sorry for himself and taking advantage of an opportunity. But as we, if you go see Silence or read it, and I love the fact that I'm comparing these two, <laughs> movies, these two stories. But he's in like, Silence, never ever again. <laughs> but just like internal battles of, okay, do I listen to what is convincing of these people that are evil, that are trying to change who I am in, in a very convincing way, Will that actually pay off, and will it be what it actually is that they say it is, or do I find myself running back or wanting to run back? So I like that dynamic of it. Maybe if they would have zeroed in closer to that, focused I it. Yeah, I would have maybe C plus C or B minus, but I don't know. It was a Disney movie. It was goofy like Disney musicals are. I did not dislike it. There were parts of it I really liked, so I'll say C. I will. I actually probably will watch this one again. Well, let's be clear on this, and that is when you average your grades out, it is a CC plus. In which case, it is still better than a lot of people think it is. In that case, so it's it's something that I think. If you like musicals, I think it's essential viewing. I think you need to see it. If you want to, and I think you'll get more out of the Broadway play. It, it seems like it was more successful as a Broadway play. I think it's essential in that if you're a, if you're a big musical person and you like going to Broadway plays, yeah. you should see it on film and then see it. I think I mean if you're going to see a play, you might as well. And they have a film adaptation, you might as well compare the two. Not to mention the fact that it's a it's a Broadway play that's primarily kids. No, I didn't know you that. don't see that often. And that's again, I go back to that. That is something that should be lauded about this movie is that you directed that many children. To do what you did in this film. That the choreography impressive. itself is amazing. It that, is. That is impressive because children are hard to tell to do anything and then retain it and do actually do it. And I didn't realize this until the very end of the film because I had it going in the background. But when the kid jumps up to the end, when the credits roll all the way, do you know what happens at the end? Uh-huh. Yeah, he falls down. He drops. Oh, I, never, I didn't notice that. Yeah. If you, if you go all the way to the end, all of a sudden, poof, hits the ground. That's funny. Well, that's all I got time for today, Movie Planeteers. You can email the Movie Planet using the address movieplanetpodcast at gmail.com. 
Don't forget to pass the word on to your friends about the show. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, Podbean, or Spotify, and help the show get on its feet with a four- or five-star review. Tweet with any questions, comments, theories, and I'll try to fit them into the show next time we're on the air. Send those tweets to at MoviePlanetPod and like us on Facebook and Instagram using the links in the show notes. Special thanks to Twisterium and Sound J Music for providing our intro music and our ending music. Thanks for listening, and happy movie watching. <laughs>